0: What's an A player? It's someone who possesses the attitude of curiosity, connection, and total commitment to the vision. The work we do with our clients helps them both be A players and fill their organizations with A players. This is a segment of the Naked Leadership Podcast where you will get to know the A players of our team, Take New Ground. You'll get to see firsthand their brilliance, talent, and commitment as we talk in areas of their expertise. Hey my friends, this is Chad. Today I get to sit down with my friend, Aaron Kerns, associate partner here at Take New Ground. Aaron has a rich history of building phenomenal teams for incredible companies. Don't worry, you'll hear more about that in this conversation. In this episode, we talk about making your first hire in your company, but hold up really quick. If you're far beyond your first hire, don't go away. This conversation is going to be valuable no matter if you're looking to bring on your first A player or your hundredth. It's so fun to get to introduce you to Aaron. Let's dive in. Aaron Kearns, friend first, teammate second. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic. How are you, Chad?
0: I'm good. Welcome to our first, very first brand new, inexperienced uh experiment we're calling A Players Only. And I'm so stoked for this because we get to bring more of our team into the conversation on the Naked Leadership Podcast, something I've been wanting to do for a while. We've been talking about it. We've been planning for it. And now finally, it's here and we get to bask in your brilliance in some of these episodes. So thank you first for being generous with your time, your expertise, your message, all of that. I just want to tell you how grateful I am that we get to do this together.
1: Same here, Chad. Like, I think being able to get to know you over the last little bit that we've get, gotten to know each other and how much value you bring to the team, and that I get to call you my team member and my friend is nothing but an honor. So, thanks for taking the time with me.
0: Of course. And as we, just so people know, as we go along, you'll get to know Aaron better. We didn't want to do like, I'll just address this at the top. We didn't want to like do like a get to know you episode because we wanted to make sure that there was value provided. You come here to get value in your leadership roles and something that you can take away from listening from uh, listening to us for 30 minutes that you can go and apply today with your team, with your family, all of that sort of stuff. So we're, we're foregoing the quote unquote, get to know you conversation. And we're just going to get to know Aaron and other teammates um, as we go along in these conversations. So um, if that's missing for you, just keep listening because it will come through the conversation, I'm quite certain. Um, so Aaron, we're gonna talk about uh, bringing on your first employee or your first team member uh, into your company. Now this, I wanna be clear, Lots of you listening have already brought on employees. You've already brought on team members. That's okay. Don't stop listening. There is going to be, I believe, almost everything we're going to talk about today will be absolutely applicable to the next team member that you bring on or what you may want to go back and set up with existing teammates and or team members um because you didn't have this conversation when you brought them on and maybe there's some room for, or opportunity for reestablishing the relationship. So hang with us because I think there's going to be so much value. Aaron, why why are we why are you the one to talk about this today? Why are why did why did you pick this topic when I asked you what would be, be most meaningful for you to start out with?
1: Yeah, so in our work, you know, we talk a lot about current reality and what's coming up for us on the day-to-day, and that's, that should reveal what is wanted and needed. And in my conversations with a lot of uh, clients and friends, you know, talking about starting the new year or a new company, it's come up so many times in the past few weeks. So I was like, you know, this this topic is telling me something, and we should just dive in and and have the conversation. Um I also find it really close to my heart because building a team is so critical to the success of our clients and our founders and any massive company. Um, And getting it right is probably never going to happen. However, there are, you know, areas that you can focus on to, to like bring that probability up, if you will.
0: Yeah. You've had a little bit of experience building teams.
1: A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've built a few teams actually over the years. Um, I, uh, most recently built a team, uh, around a parking app, which was fascinating. And it was a AI company and we grew the team from about 50 employees to 120 employees and then acquired a company and grew to 2000 employees overnight. Um, and building and integrating those teams, that team in particular was such an incredible experience. Um, so I'm just going to dive into it if that's cool with you.
0: Yeah. Well, first, why was it incredible? I, I would love to know, like you have such a heart for it and you light up when we talk about it. And so why, why do you, why was it such an incredible experience? Maybe that's where you were going.
1: People are an incredible experience, right? The, the value that people bring. (laughs) I mean, that's just the truth of it, right? Like relationships are such an incredible experience if you're open to them. Um, And that's what excites me. Um, You know, how do you how do you interact with individuals to enable them to deliver results and to find joy in what they do? Um, And in this instance that I'm referring to, how do you Bring together two groups that, you know, on the face value are fundamentally different. You have like a, a high tech startup company that's VC backed up against a, you know, very traditional business that everything is, is built on relationship. It is, you know, a 25 year old business that has acquired multiple companies themselves, um, you know, taken funding along the way but in, in much more of a traditional sense. And so those two, um, that paradox in itself uh, is interesting, right? And becomes part of how you create the teams and you build the bonds within each company. Um, it was also interesting because you have, there are two different languages almost. And so how do you start to have a conversation where people are actually aligned and understanding what's wanted and needed on both sides and you know make each each team see that they're so similar because we're all just humans and we all have concerns and we all have values and we all um, want to create value for the company and how do we do it together and um, yeah i don't know if that answers your question <laughs>
0: It totally does. And the thing that's coming to mind for me is that you're talking about all of this, you're talking about all of these dynamics in the context of a massive merger, right? But if I, I think that the same exact context applies when you are a solopreneur hiring your first employee, there's there's a language barrier there is a culture like not barrier but there's a there's a language difference there's you're literally combining two different worlds
1: mm-hmm. yeah and that's what's so exciting right especially thinking about it from the solopreneur to building a team right um is like i myself have done this for so long right i'm talking from the solopreneur's perspective um and I'm not getting what I want or what the business wants or what my investors have invested in me um, from solely myself. And so how do I start to identify what's critical to bring in to help, you know, uh, complement or, you know, play with my skills or against my skills because I need some of them to be muted. Um, and it's the same, right? It's the same in each in, in each instance. Um, we we tend to think that we hire for expertise in an area right like oh i need an accountant making this up um and yes you are in some in some cases yes you need expertise in an area and also you need to hire for interpersonal skills right like how is this person going to show up that's going to compliment me or how am i going to show up differently to compliment that person um, and i truly think that when you're talking about hiring or merging a team you have to start with the individuals right so if i still take the perspective of a solopreneur me as an individual i have to identify where my i'll say gaps um, or weaknesses are uh, what i tend to not like to do and hire into that space Um, you know, you can interview for competency, right? Like you can check people's credentials. Can they do the job if they've been in the role for ten years? Likely, yes. However, are they going to show up how we, the business, wants and needs them to?
0: Yeah, it's interesting as you think about, especially the the scenario we're talking about, bringing on your first employee. The really great thing about not having Dan and Adrian on these in these conversations we could talk a lot of shit about them. Um no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Of course.
1: (laughs) Hate those (laughs) guys. One
0: one thing that Adrian says a lot that I really appreciate, this is really formulated how I work with my clients is he's he's he says most founders hire too late. Meaning you probably are it's the opportunity is to bring somebody into your team earlier than you think you, you need them or want them or can afford them. And um, I'm curious for you, it's all of the experience that you've had and now taking like you've, you so much cred around building teams and you've taken companies from small teams to big teams and mergers. And now as a consultant and, and a coach, when you're working with a client who's in this position, maybe they're a solopreneur. They're thinking about bringing on, thinking maybe they might need an employee or or a team member. How do you start to help them vet that conversation? Is it time, and you know how how do they know when it's time to bring on their first team member?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, generally speaking. We hire way too late, and that is completely accurate, right? Um, Adrian and I have talked about that in our own work together and now. Um, a lot of solopreneurs think that they should do it all, and it's because they can do it all. Now, I argue with them like, yes, you can do it all. Um, however, where do you shine brightest? Um, or sometimes I have to use the analogy of like, yes, you can do it all. And that's also why there's a team on a, on a sports field, right? Like there's what, 11 positions in a soccer team. Like there's a reason behind it. You play the the position that you are meant to play. Um, so I start vetting it with them like that, right? Like starting to pick apart, where is your time spent? And where do you think your time should be spent and where is your zone of genius versus like what's eating up the time? And a lot of the times when we have those types of conversations, like solopreneurs or, you know, even even leaders in any company start to realize like, oh, you know, 50 percent of my time is spent on these things that like I'm just not excellent at. I'm OK at them. And that's when you start to get into the yeah it's time to bring people in. and um we all don't want help because we have to admit that we're bad at something, but hey, we're not, we can't be good at everything. Um, And, uh, you know, I also think that it's really critical that we bring in people that um, like can educate us on how to do those things that we we find our time being sucked into Um, and like meaning, I look at some people I mean, I look at you, Chad, sometimes and I'm like, "Wow, I love how he coaches people. I love how he asks questions. And he, I learned from, from you watching you do that every day, the same as I would building, you know uh, an operations manager underneath me. Uh, they have you know an expertise in analyzing data that I just don't. Um, and that becomes such a valuable relationship, that exchange. Um, that it's just priceless that's, that's like the gem of building a team for me
0: yeah there's there's like a there's a distinction here that i that I hear you making that i think is is uh, maybe worth just double clicking on and the distinction that i how I hear it is yes, hire for the things that and that this is one of my next questions is like how do you determine what you hire for? right? Because there's probably I'm guessing if you're a solopreneur, there's probably 18 things you could hire for right now. And um and you could you could hire for let me get the, I got I want to make the distinction clear. So you could hire for the things that you need to have done, right? Or or to take tasks off your list. Or you could hire And and I don't think it's, or actually it's, and, and you can hire to learn from somebody to like bring in somebody who's better at something than you are. And ultimately that's the, that's the biggest win in my, in my book is like, it's not a, it's, it's okay. It's like, whatever to bring on somebody who can just like take tasks off your list. But if you can bring somebody in who can actually teach you how to do something in a way that's more effective, more meaningfully, whatever, then that's somebody who's really like, that's a, that's a really bold move.
1: Yeah. Or also somebody who is bold enough to allow you to see things from a different perspective, right? So one of the things that I really value about a team is, or leaders, in fact, is, how they are informed or influenced by the by the team that they build around them and how they interact so that they can actually, you know, see problems or solutions from different uh, perspectives. Um, and that comes from something that I think is really critical when you bring on your first hire, which is, you know, an experience explicit trust and expectation right like this is one of the things that I failed at numerous times in starting teams is I'm going to explicitly trust you because we have set up between each other or between our team the expectations of what is what is required to be successful as a team member for me Um, and we tend to shy away from that right like we don't want to be explicit about the fact like I need you to deliver X, Y, or Z. And in this way, not saying like I'm micromanaging you to do the task this way. No saying I'm expecting you to be open and honest and communicate with me clearly and tell me when you don't understand and check in with me. Um, I think about it in the same way, like we set up our clients, right? Like we, we are explicit about what our expectations are because then it's not about them it's not about them it's not a personal thing it's it's no we've agreed to act with each other in a very specific way and i'm not getting that from you right now um and we tend to just not like we tend to say hey these are the things that need to be accomplished in 2023 go do them joe and joe's like cool i went and did them and i was a dick the whole time and we're like "I i don't like Joe. And your boss's boss says, "Yeah, but Joe delivers everything you asked him to deliver. Um, he just, you know, sets the trash can on fire while he's doing it." So, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, Joe is a dick. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm it, <laughs> we're not talking about anybody in specific, in particular. I promise. Um, so, yeah, this is this is really. Anybody who's considering expanding their team, whether it's your first or your fifteenth or your fiftieth, I just I want to I want to make sure it's I love this idea. This is what I love about our team too, and what I'm excited about these conversations with you and with Caitlin and Mark and Eileen that we get to bring you into the podcast so people can see how we actually relate to each other because the beautiful thing about every individual on our team come in with something that they are an expert at something that they can contribute and all of us can learn from you or we can trust that you've got it right and and we don't have to be uh, I just want to emphasize like you don't don't bring people into your team that just do what you could do or like, don't bring, I don't know how I'm not being very clear, but don't just take tasks off of your list, but actually bring a new value and a new, you want, you you're, you're going, going for something. So go for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, don't, it's not just to make your to-do list lighter, right? It is to, the sum of two is more than the sum of one, right? It's supposed to be a compliment and a value add in both cases and so like really think about that when you're bringing in people it's like you know it's it's like choosing a mate um or you know if you want to like I get woo-woo about this stuff but it's like your child choosing you right which I think actually does happen for certain reasons um it's to show you something that you can't see on your own. And that makes you so exponentially more impactful in whatever it is you're after. Um, and being respectful about it, right? Like make sure that you can respect the person's opinion and perspective on it so that you can gain that value. Otherwise you're just like, yeah, I, I have 50% left to do. And you know, Joe's still there. <laughs> Sorry, Joe.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Joe. You you said it's to bring somebody in that can show you something you can't already see. And I think that's exactly what I was, that's beautiful language around what I was actually trying to say is that um, they can bring a a view, they can bring something that they see that you can't without them. Um, So that's, uh, so as we think about as we think about bringing somebody on, we've defined the roles. As you said, we've defined the agreements. How are we going to operate together? Um, Now, how do you, when you're, when you're putting it out there, Hey, I'm, I'm bringing on a team member, I'm hiring, whatever. Is there a hierarchy of concerns that you use in order to start vetting candidates? How do you pay attention to that? How do you, get the right person into the right place at, at, um, like what, what is it that you're looking at in order to make sure that they're a fit?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I think ultimately it varies role to role. Um, and I have luckily in the most recent years of my career, had the privilege of being able to say, to have people work with me to to vet people. So I have, you know, the front end, but a little bit of like the interpersonal skills, how do they interact with somebody that they don't know really well? Um, Do they fit all the qualifications? Meaning like, do they have credentials to say that they can do these things? Okay, great. Um, And then when we get to like my conversations, it's really like, what excites you in life? What do you get energy from doing? Because, you know, that allows me to see the person light up and like, okay, they can talk about what they're excited about. What do they not like to do? And I really like to get those two questions, uh, like this isn't concerns, but I like to get the understanding of how they relate to what excites them and what they don't like to do. Because if they can clearly identify that in a meaningful way, not just like, I, you know, I like to work like, okay, well, everybody likes to work, you know, it gives us relevance, um, (laughs) you know, and, oh, you know, what don't you like to do? I don't like to be micromanaged. Okay. Yes. And the 50 million other people in the world are going to give the same answer. What's the real answer. And, and that starts to give me insight into how they'll show up. And I think that's the, the, the highest order of concern for me is how willing are they to how willing are they to be honest, no matter what, and put themselves out there? Because that's what's required to work with me, you know. Um, And then, you know, going down the list from there is like, you know, what have you accomplished? And what are you proud of accomplishing? Um, And why, you know, well, it it says a lot about a person who could like honestly speak about their accomplishments and what it was in that moment. Um, And generally I'm hiring for higher level positions and that's all around leadership. And so there's, there's things in language that are revealing around um, how supportive they are as a leader in in answering that question. Um, And I really think it's just all about showing up and being able to Uh, be vulnerable and be wrong and have humility Um, and be curious right like ask questions back Um, so yeah I mean that's really critical for hiring Um, and I think if people are thinking about hiring and needing help around like how do I form questions or like what are the what are the key phrases I look for when somebody does answer those questions um, you know, there's tons of resources. I'm, you know, happy to help and reach out. We can chat about it because this really clearly excites me. Um, getting your team right is critical to getting your business right, to hitting everything that you want to accomplish, you know?
0: And as the hirer, the, the, the founder, whatever, as as in your position doing the interviewing or the vetting, there's, I think there is a, necessity to like get it right, there's a necessity of flexibility on your end as well. If you've just got like this schedule of questions, this list, and you're just just asking it, hearing the, like listening to the answer and then going on to the next question and not being willing to like be flexible in what, like and, and pivot off of what you're hearing them say, um, then you're doing yourself a big disservice and you're actually not seeing them in conversation in in interaction i had an experience i'll i'll tell you this experience really quick and i i would love to hear what you think of this cuz this is i'd never done this before but i was talking with somebody um and it wasn't even an interview it was just really a conversation but it was somebody who wants to work on our team as a consultant and as a coach and he and i were talking and i'm of course I'm listening like how is he going to fit in how w- what role is he going to play how is he going to interact with our team how is he going to show up generous I'm I'm stacking that against our team core values just listening for that sort of stuff right and I noticed in our conversation my perspective could be wrong my perspective was is that he was painting everything in a really positive light like everything had a very like dink shine to it you know what i mean and um and and nothing was there was a very there was a lack of contribution from him to anything in his past that didn't go as planned and that's what i was i just kind of noticing that right and so <laughs> i <laughs> i asked him i it ended up feeling very interviewee because then i just I, then i got real interested and i was asking a ton of questions and I just asked him, I said, look, man, where do you miss it? Like, where do you get triggered? Where do you get caught up? Where do you, and and w- once you get triggered, where do you go? Like, how do you react? What's your, what's your acting out, right? Because I think we all get triggered. We all have points of acting out and that, are, that aren't effective, but they become part of the dynamic in the team. And um." He didn't he didn't like that question very much, but with a little bit of exploration and me like and me like, um, you know, reassuring him, I'm not trying to catch you in anything. I'm not. This isn't a shame based conversation. Here's what I believe. I believe we all react at times, not in our best self. And I just want to be clear on what that is so that when I see it happen, if you are on our team, we could work together to 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 work through that or or open it up or whatever. Um, but anyway, he was pretty, he was pretty taken back by that question and didn't really want to reveal where, where he is reactive. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think?
1: I would love, I mean, A, thank you so much for asking those types of questions because, you know, it's so funny. We have this like illusion in our mind that interviews are like, we have to be perfect in them. and you know, oh, let's show the best case scenario. Like we pick up on it. You know, we're all humans. Everybody walks away from those conversations. It's just like, who's daring enough to actually speak into it. So right on for doing that. And thank you for vetting people coming into our team that way, because it's, you know, it's necessary. Um, And I, I think it's like, it's almost how people are trained, right? Like, they've been trained to interview in a way or have conversations in a way that doesn't let them shine through in your your authentic self. Like we all have bad days. We all have triggers, as you say. You you know, when you're backed into a corner, you act a certain way. Uh, I was thinking about, remember at our team planning meeting when I got hung up on Cinco de Mayo and you and I kept going back and forth? Like I laugh about that all the time um just for everybody listening like we were training a trying to plan something and i was like well they're like the fifth of May," and i said well it's cinco de mayo and chad goes what does it matter and i said it's cinco de mayo and chad goes well what does it matter and we went back and forth like that i don't know six times <laughs> and you it's know like, i don't
0: get it i don't get it aaron what why, why?
1: <laughs> and, <I laughs> and you're was like seeing... are you an idiot <laughs> And then I'm sure you were like, are you an idiot? Like, are you not hearing me? What does it matter? Um, And are you willing in those conversations to take a moment and be like, oh wait, yeah, no, you know, this doesn't matter or this is why I'm hung up on it. You know, you have to stop and listen to each other. Um, And it takes a minute sometimes, right? Especially in these new conversations. Um, And can you laugh about it? Like, oh yeah. I I am painting myself in in the brightest light now. Um, That's pretty funny. This is what I also think is pretty negative about myself. Um, And somebody who's willing to do that in that type of conversation, Chad, like, great. I'm in. I'm all for that person. You know? Yep. Yeah.
0: Amen. All right. Last question. Um, Going from operator... To leader, which is really what we're talking about, not fully right. You're still going to be operating in some realms if this is your first hire, but you're 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 taking on a brand new role as as a leader in your organization. Of course, you did some self leadership, and you probably worked with some contractors and you know that kind of stuff. But you're really, I mean, there's such a stark difference between operator and leader. And it's a it's a it's a meaningful transition uh and one not to ignore. As you think about this transition from operator to leading others in a way that's meaningful, like creating results through other people, how do you help clients or or others who are who are making that transition? Is there anything that you help them think through or work through that allows this transition to be for them to be more present with the transition. not I don't want to say make it easy or anything like that. It's not easy, but how do you approach that conversation with your clients?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's something that I think is incredibly challenging um, <clears throat> at different levels for different people. Right. So I'll use an example. Um, I work with this woman and she, you know, owns a pretty successful business and has hired up until this point, lower level employees. And her business is booming and she's now, okay, I got to bring in a C-level. And like all of us, uh, she struggles with um, what that's going to do to her, her value and her worth within the organization, which is just such a fascinating concept in and of itself. And so we have a lot of conversation around that. Like, where is your value? And getting really clear with, with the leaders of what value they provide and what, why it's so critical to have them focus on that area and what this new role, new person is going to do to help them stay in that space. Because that's their, their you know area of genius or however you call it. That's where they're going to make the most value for the business. And this person is going to come in alongside of you and allow you free up your time. So I, I like to frame it with leaders in that way, to um, to have like a, a warm relationship with the with the idea of it, because it's terrifying bringing somebody into your business, and you do have to let go. Um, and so if you're thinking about it in the mindset of like, no, I this is going to allow me to do what I'm best at, you tend to have a little bit more a uh, better results. Um and then I get really clear with clients on what are the results they're looking for from that person. Um, because that is, that is the space that like is going to determine success or not. Um, you're going to get caught up in the interpersonal relationship and it's not going to work in some way or the other. I'm just going to give you that newsflash now. Um, however, <laughs> if you're really clear about These are the results that need to happen. And the person gets them, then you're like, okay, wait, it it isn't a failure. Something is just broken and and we can investigate what that is. Um, And, you know, it's a lot of talk around letting go, letting go, letting go. Um, And, uh, you know, then it goes into how do how do the two people once you hire the person how the two people actually start having the conversations together um, about those those topics right so what are the results how where am I going to struggle right as the leader as the person who has operated this business by myself up until this point um, I am going to struggle with this and I I really can't emphasize enough where you need to take self responsibility for what what you're going to struggle with and try and get really clear ahead of time um, so that you're not caught off guard and your new team member isn't caught off guard right
0: yeah uh, it's becoming clear to me that this could be an entire topic for one of our conversations (laughs) this transition it's a big question it's Um,
1: huge it's huge
0: yeah well this has been awesome those of you that are listening if you've been listening for a while, wondering if you should work with us or not, and haven't pulled the trigger, well, now you have a reason to, because you got to meet the Erin Kearns. She's amazing. Erin, thank you so much for the conversation. I'm excited for more of this going forward. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so
1: much. Had some fun. Appreciate it.
0: Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening and until next week, bye-bye everybody.